0: One concept to understand um, is, is this idea of the, the tangible value, the intangible value, and then the perceived
1: value. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome to the Startup Student Podcast. I'm Christine, I'm your host, and I'm back with Sarah Santa Croce. Hello, welcome back. Thank you, Christine. So happy to be back. <laughs> we are talking about humane marketing and the seven Ps that uh, Sarah is using working with her clients. Um, if you haven't done so, episode one and two you should listen to. um There are there is an order to the piece uh, that uh, Sarah put them into. Uh, however, feel free to listen to this episode as well first before you listen to the other two. But if you want to go in order and have a better understanding, start with episode one, where Sarah is also introducing herself. But today we're talking about product and pricing. Should we dive right in, Sarah? Yeah, let's do that.
0: So product and pricing are uh, two Ps that were already in the original version of the seven or four Ps of marketing. And I felt like, well, those we need to keep because we still, even as humane marketers, we still need to have a product. Or in my case, I often work with service-based entrepreneurs. Um, so it's the same. It's just that service didn't start with a P. So we still need to have a service or a product. Uh, and then we need to give it a price so that we can sell it. So those are two P's that came yes. from the original yes. version. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I agree, and and a lot of um, don't don't be afraid, um, guys that you who are listening, uh, because of course uh, it, uh, it is also about selling what you're doing. Because if not, and we mentioned that I think in a previous one, you can have a lovely hobby, um, but of course all of us need to pay uh, the rent and for some food and maybe some other ones. Maybe you want to grow into a bigger business, have employees and so on. So therefore, you need to think mm-hmm. about product and your pricing and uh, sell actually also your products but let's uh, let's talk about that
0: <laughs> yeah no definitely and 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 that is actually also that led me to write the second book uh, selling like we're human because people did often struggle with this part you know they're like okay marketing yeah that's great. Um, But what I actually want is to sell. And so that's how the second book came about. Um, You're so right. Oftentimes, as heart centered entrepreneurs, we struggle with the selling part, right? We're like, Oh, I have this amazing product or service. But when it comes to selling it, that's when it gets difficult. And, And that's why already with the P with the P of product, we really need to build in the value. And I think that that's really what the P of um, the product P stands for. It's like, uh, you know, think about what you're offering and make sure that it has uh, value in the client's eyes and and so um it's funny because just yesterday in our community the humane marketing circle we talked about uh this idea of um you know creating a product and uh and, and attaching value to it and it, it was just like it showed so much how we are um you know struggling kind of seeing that and so we Actually, uh, the question was, you know, how do you create a program or a course uh, with uh, a group of people? So not having it already finished and perfect, but creating it as you go. And I think that is such a great approach for, you know, your audience listeners who are new to creating a product or service rather than finish building it and then saying, ta-da, here it is. And now, you know, please buy it. I think this approach of actually creating it with your ideal client and getting feedback as you go is is just a very it's also a very humane way to do it because you really care for your client and you want to create a program or a course or product that is really really valuable for them. So I couldn't yeah I was really underlining this importance of yeah please do that, create programs, with your ideal client and they don't have to be perfect and finished uh, and, and even like online courses and things like that. Um, that's how I built my Marketing Like We're Human program. I, I went through actually, Christine, I went through three beta rounds because I I just enjoyed the mm-hmm. process so much to get feedback. And you know, uh, we actually changed one of the P's, the, the P for partnership, which we'll talk about in our next uh, episode you uh, used to be process. So you used to be a P from the previous uh, edition of uh, the, the seven Ps and discussing with uh, the, the, the members and clients, they're like, well, don't you think that today in today's paradigm, we really need to collaborate more. And, and so uh, I totally agreed. And and so we decided actually partnership needs to be one of the Ps. So I, to kind of wrap up this point, I think it's really uh, key that we involve our clients into the creation of a product. In this way, we're making sure that it's
1: valuable to them. I completely agree. And um, this is what a lot of people forget. Um, they are so passionate and love what they do and what they're creating. How, And they just assume, oh, this is great because I would buy it, this is something I would need. And this is how ideas start a Mm -hmm. lot of times. Um, And this is great and it's often true. (laughs) However, uh, checking if there's actually a market for it and if there's maybe something missing that you've overlooked by creating something with your audience Uh, can only come out if you actually do it with the audience and again it doesn't have to be finished or perfect this is what they call in the startup world the minimum viable product so create something um, that's the beginning of something or even an outline get some feedback and then uh, create the first parts then get some feedback create a second part get some feedback and like you say then um go through multiple rounds uh, and testing what you have developed and this way it's really something that everyone wants and values and what gives them the benefit um, that they need yeah yeah
0: I, I remember you know in the early years of my LinkedIn consulting business I I created this whole online program for using LinkedIn for business success and and then, you know, wanted to launch it and, and realized, um, you know, this is not what people wanted. A, uh, it's not what people wanted. They wanted actually in the one service that I'm still selling is uh, LinkedIn. Well, two, uh, one is the LinkedIn profile review. So just having an expert's feedback on their profile and that's like an easy video review. It's a really easy sell for me. And, and had I sold that, I would have been much more successful. Instead, I created this, you know, program um, to to help them build their profile, and they're like, "Well, I can you know look it up on Google or LinkedIn myself." So that didn't work out. Um, and, and then the other thing, uh, the other service that I still offer is the LinkedIn profile done for you. So that was another need of a different audience that you know wanted to just have someone do it for you, write the whole profile for you, uh, but I didn't do the market research so i didn't know about these different needs one just wanted a quick review of their profile and the other one was like i don't even want to be bothered with you know knowing or how to write it just write it for me but these things we don't realize them unless we actually talk to our audience and find out what what they really want
1: yeah exactly and this is why it's uh, so important and i know um we also talked about it uh, a lot of times uh, also me a lot of times i'm starting with okay who is your ideal client um but you put that a bit back and start with of course uh, yourself and the passion and everything we talked about in the previous ones which i think is extremely important and also what i start with uh in my authentic marketing process basically with people
0: um right.
1: but yeah creating a product without um, feedback and finishing it without having any feedback in between um, can work (laughs) but uh, it works better if you get feedback in between and you don't have to be afraid of it being not perfect and finished and I think this is what's keeping a lot of people from doing it um, because they think no no that looks unprofessional because it's not done it's not finished Um, if you sell it as a beta version for testing you can first of all Um, either do it for free to get already some testimonials when you're launching the final product or you can actually um, sell it uh, maybe also for a smaller amount because you say, okay, you're basically testing it with me. So you get it for an... a better price than it will be when it's finally launching um, or you throw in some bonuses or something. So you can use this also as a marketing tool, this testing phase. Um, Plus you get good feedback, plus your product will be better and you get uh, some testimonials afterwards. That's something that I would actually say that um, you tell the people one condition is that you do get uh, testimonials afterwards in in video or in writing. Um, Yeah. Okay. It's
0: all about the communication. How you communicate this, right? So um, that that's important. And and I think the other thing that is important is realizing that this process may look like it's a bit slower, you know, because you're like, oh, I'm doing these beta versions and and maybe I'm doing them for free first. But believe me, it's so worth it because what if you spend six months creating a program and it's perfect, but then it doesn't sell, right? You still wasted the six months rather than, you know, okay, not making the full amount during the six months that you're testing it, but at least you're getting feedback. So I think that this uh, idea of the slower approach here is just, yeah, it's a no brainer. You just have to go with that. Um, even though it does feel like, Oh, um, You know, am I losing valuable time here? Um, I I
1: don't think you do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What about anything else about the product before we go into pricing?
0: (laughs) Yeah, the other thing I I just think is really important to understand is this idea of the value. Um, So, yes, you have, you know, you get feedback from your clients, um, but one concept to understand um, is is this idea of the the tangible value, the intangible value, and then the perceived value. So, uh, each product or service has these three types of values. So tangible value is something that you know is measurable or uh, let's say you you sell a coaching package uh, it's the features you know you have six calls with me uh, 90 minute calls you get these worksheets and you know check-in sessions in between that's tangible value right. So your client will look at that and in their head, there were, they will, you know, calculate, okay, is this worth this much value to, to me? And then the intangible value is, um, basically, well, what else are the, the is the client getting out uh, of your product or service? And this applies more often to, to the services where there's some kind of transformation that you're, um, promising or at least that uh, you're suggesting that c- can happen uh, wh- while working with you so there's like this idea of growth uh, personal growth business growth um, yeah any any other growth and that's intangible because you you people can't see it they can only you know believe in it and yet that is what you're selling as well, so that needs to be communicated in your product, in your in your um, you know sales page or however else you're uh, talking about this product. And then of course there's the perceived value, which then is um, uh, from the client's point of view. Well, how much do they think this is worth? And that um, depends on. On their personal circumstances, on their business circumstances, where they are in their journey. Um, if you're, uh, you know, selling a, a high ticket uh, offer to someone who's just starting out, and you know they're making uh, maybe a thousand bucks per month, well, that's going to be perceived as way too expensive to them. Where if uh, someone who's already making 10K months, to them, that is a good deal. So that's why the perceived value depends on where clients are at. But all of this needs to be communicated in your product and, and, and service descriptions in a way that the client understands, oh, this is the value I get from getting this course or program or whatever.
1: Yeah. Exactly, and um, one exercise I go through with clients is also make a list of 100 benefits of your product or service, <laughs> which sounds a lot, and I can't go through the process now, uh, but it's doable because we're talking about direct, indirect, tangible, non-tangible um, benefits, basically, and values that you're adding uh, to it. it. doesn't mean that you have to communicate all 100 <laughs> on one yeah. page, obviously, um, but you can use it in, in your marketing in general. Um yeah. Okay, yeah, um great. What about the pricing? This is something where people really, really struggle with, and I would like to hear your uh, opinion uh, how to go about it and then I have like a three or four questions I usually go through that will help people to um, define the pricing.
0: yeah, in a way, it's related to what we just said about you know the value, the tangible and intangible value because that's where you're your reflection about pricing starts. How am I going to price this? Uh, how are people going to perceive this? Uh, what, what value do I put on it? What value do are they going to put on it? Um, that's where it starts, this, this reflection. But actually, I'd like to even go back to in you know, the passion, personal power piece, because any kind of Pricing, uh, selling, anything that has to do with money, basically, it starts with the inside job. So if you're like completely stuck with the pricing stuff, then there's a good chance that you need to go back to uh, the the personal power things and and maybe look at your money story. Uh, w- how are you stuck there? Because uh, oftentimes heart centered entrepreneurs, they're they're really good at. Giving value, but they're not so good at asking for money. And, and so we're kind of always keeping ourselves small because we're thinking, oh, but, you know, uh, I, I just love doing my job and I love to give value. But you, as you mentioned before, we still need to uh, sell and make sure that we are sustainable for ourselves. So just wanted to put that out there that most often, the uh, the value conversation actually may go may have to go back to the worth conversation Um, are you feeling worthy and even if you don't sell uh, even just one product ever again are you sure about your worth and that you are good enough Um, oftentimes the pricing stuff starts there have you come across that as well
1: Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, and and this is actually one of the questions that I always say, okay, well, first of all, you uh, like you mentioned again, we need to pay our bills and stuff. So the first thing I would say to look at is what's the minimum we would have to charge? Because mm-hmm. it's not just what you want and what people can pay and, and all of that, but what do you have to charge to at least break even? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, ideally make some profit on, on something, no? Uh, yeah. how much does it cost you to create this product and service? And I mean, if you, if you offer a service, a consulting uh, business or something, this can be sometimes a bit more difficult, um, because you don't have to pay for specific parts that you use when you create a prototype of an actual, um, product, uh, as in, I don't know, a new pen or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have
0: pr- uh, material costs. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: um, this is uh, one thing think about what you need to actually charge but then and this leads into all the things that you have said as well um, what can your ideal client your avatar your uh, the person that will be your customer your happy happy customer happy client (laughs) whatever you want to call them what can they actually pay Um, and that's also a question that you have to ask yourself when you decide who you're aiming this product at, um, Mm -hmm. what can they pay, and um, what do they want to pay? These are two different things. (laughs) And then uh, the last uh, question, uh, which also reflecting what you said is, um, what would you have to charge to get the product or service valued accordingly? Mm. Um, People still put uh, value to things that are more expensive than if they're free and uh, that doesn't mean that you ha- can't do something for free, there can be good uh, techniques uh, to offer some free stuff so that people get to know you because people don't just buy from you, you need to build up a relationship, they need to know who you are, they need to know that uh, you know what you're talking about. Um, and this can be done by with free or low cost products first and, and they get to know you and maybe they buy some other stuff from you. Um, but so how and when you sorry if, if you offer something for free it should be of extreme value and actually um, exceed expectations if possible <laughs> and should not be just a selling actor and you might have uh, come across webinars that are free the six uh, steps to be a millionaire within a week <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they talk about this for five minutes and then it's like half an hour selling stuff Um, Mm. So I'm not a big fan of that. Um, However, um, uh, it works for a lot of times and especially uh, in America, there's some um, other other ways of selling uh, uh, things to people. Um, I think we both have a bit of a different approach. So if you do offer something for free, make sure it is really of value and it's blowing their mind. (laughs) So they think, wow, if this is free, How would it be if I actually pay (laughs) for something? Um, But uh, people really put value against how much it actually costs as well. So keep that in mind. And if you're uh, selling a handbag um, and your audience uh, thinks uh, 3,000, 5,000 euros, um, dollars, whatever, is not a lot of money for a handbag, um, then you shouldn't sell it for five (laughs) hundred. because then (laughs) your audience will not be attracted by it because it's a status strange example, maybe. Um, However, yeah, these are like the question I always say, what do you actually need? How much can they pay? How much do they want to pay? And how much is reflecting actually the value that you're giving and not necessarily um, the hours, even though they want to know how much is involved in finishing a course or how much, how much time will they get with you? So these are, like you said, these tangible um, features, benefits um, of what you're selling, but then the benefits that are non-tangible <laughs> are as important um, or even more important, I think, than the actual facts and figures.
0: Yeah. I just um, wanted to add something uh, to the conversation of the free offer and and making it you know, mind-blowing. Um, to my ideal clients who are already good at giving, right? We're, we're heart-centered, we're, we're good at giving and we usually over give. So I kind of put a little uh, buffer or nuance on on that um, well-known marketing advice, make, make your offer just a mind blowing so that they really get to see uh, how great it would be to work with you because then oftentimes I noticed that my clients—they just give everything away. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, they create this 30-day, you know, summit or workshop, and then everything was free, and then at the end, nobody signed up to the program. Um, and so I would say you still need to be very smart uh, about, you know, what you're giving away for free, because it doesn't have to be your whole. A, a, you know, offer or your whole um, framework or whatever. Um, we're not trying to cheat people, but we're still only giving them a teaser. We're not giving them a, the whole nine yards and then and then we're surprised that nobody signs up. So uh, I'm just adding that, Christine, because I know for the heart-centered people, they're already good at giving. And so they usually mm. want to overgive, um, what that's what I've noticed with my uh, ideal clients.
1: Yeah, that is uh, another thing. So being able to say, okay, no, that is the free part. <laughs> I don't, yeah. uh, I don't, I can't give you any more. This is already a lot of value, um, exactly. because in the end, uh, we're all humans. We just have a specific amount of time during the day um that we can like we can spend uh on on our work and mm. um I do have that a lot of times it's like oh can you give me a discount here or can you give me that for free and I say no I have so many things for free that are of great value uh I have a podcast where I talk to awesome people like you I have a blog I have a, a free kickstart your business challenge I have um Uh, some a a checklist for free I have this and that so there's so many resources a YouTube channel that people can use for the free stuff Um, for all the rest people have to say uh, people have to invest money and not just the time and but I agree a lot of times this is difficult for people because um, a lot of people like you say heart-centered or kind people (laughs) doesn't mean that you're not kind or not heart-centered if you if you take money for something but it's a barrier to say no this is it from now on you would have to pay yeah 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 Mm -hmm.
0: i'm just also thinking about a conversation that we often have when we're talking about like consulting um work so you know you giving advice um kind of in that role and um kind of challenging people to think about why they charge what they charge and not just charging for their time you know this usual conversation don't just charge for the time but charge with this idea of the value that you're giving so the question to think about why do you charge what you charge yes they're getting immediate value but um like you said before Christine we all have you know thousand other things that we could be doing during this time. So your time is limited. So think about things like, um, for example, one thing is like, for me, uh, when I charge, you know, for a one-on-one client, I also uh, calculate in the time that I spend thinking about this client outside of the time that I work with them. So my um, my, my energy that goes, my cognitive energy that goes into our collaboration, that's not just while we're talking about uh, to each other, but outside of that. So that's, I calculate in the cognitive energy, I calculate in the reputation, uh, I calculate in the experience, of course. So all of these things that you're thinking, well, okay, yeah, I do have you know 5 years experience or 10 years experience and that should be calculated into your rates if you're a service based entrepreneur a coach consultant
1: yep. etc. yeah yeah completely agree uh, and also these people undervalue and say oh i don't know I'm not experienced i don't have the certificate yet or something yeah um yeah. start start with something and don't be afraid uh, to to charge for it and you will be surprised how many people will actually pay <laughs> Right, yeah. okay. Any final words on this episode before we uh, yeah wrap up?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I really think the the pricing module is is the one that often where people get stuck, and I, I can tell from your comments you have the same experience. It, it's because especially if we step out from the corporate world and go into it being our own entrepreneur, It's tough to, you know, put a price on things that you created, that you offer because they're so tightly related to who you are and you feel like if if you're not selling, uh, then it has to do with you as a person and, and it's just so not true. So again, just a reminder, go back to the personal power, go back to your definition of success, go back to working on your worth that even if you never ever sell anything again, you're worthy the way you are. I think that's kind of how I want Mm -hmm. to close this episode.
1: Lovely, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Next week, we have the last episode with Sarah. So stay tuned and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye.